0: On the phone with me right now is mindfulness coach Kara Southwood. And Kara was invited recently to Harvard to take part in a program there that is studying the the impact of meditation on our brain. And, uh, you know, Kara was telling me in an earlier interview that meditating as little as 10 minutes a day for two weeks can have great Uh, um, positive results on your brain. Now you can meditate as little as 10 minutes or as Kara was telling me in the first half of this interview, she went to Springwater, New York at the Springwater Center for Meditative Inquiry and they were meditating for (laughs) three days Three days of silence, if you can imagine that. So, Kara, just picking up where we left off from the last interview. I was asking you in the last interview uh, if you were able to say, stay silent for three days, and uh, we didn't really cover. Uh, we didn't really cover the routine during those three days. Like, what did you do? How did you fill those three days if you weren't talking? Were there times when you were bored?
1: That's a really good question. Um, No, I knew I was going there for a purpose and um, I knew there were things I really wanted to take the time to meditate, but also, you know, deal with what it was that was coming up. Inquire about it, be aware of it. Um, And so I really, really was able to sink into the whole experience of what it was there at Springwater. No, I didn't get bored at all. In fact, I found The longer I was there, the more aware I was becoming of all the other things I, I, I'm not aware of when I'm living in my brain and going from one place to the other. Because I do this, um, you know, I, I do have an awareness of, of how it should be. Um, but I still live a life and I have teenage daughters and I, you know, I run around just like everybody else. Um, and so to go to a place like this, And really be able to sink into the experience of really noticing what it is that goes on in my brain. But more importantly, having silence opens you up to all the other sensations that are going on um, around you. I find when we are continually talking and communicating all the ways we communicate, even electronically, which wasn't used there at Springwater... We're we're just continually dealing with things and, you know, moving ahead and rushing around and we're bombarded with things. When you put all that down and you stop talking, you really become aware of living, living in the moment, living in the now. And really, that's why we're meditating to begin with, to try and turn that aspect of our lives on. Because in our day-to-day life, we're, we're we're not becoming aware of the moment. We're living in the past. We're living in the future. Everything's moving all the time. And to be able to go to a beautiful place like this with wonderful people running it and to be able to just let go and sink into it, was just a wonderful experience and i wasn't expecting it to be that great of an experience i had worry about it just like everyone else that was new there um when we started but it was lovely i mean it was a place that had acres and acres of land um there were about oh i don't even know how many different walking trails there were that you could walk upon i found i liked to spend a lot of my time down by this beautiful stream um and just sit you know, and dangle my feet in the stream and, and just deal with deal with what I really needed to deal with. And I was able to do that there. Um, I don't think this type of work is for the faint of heart. And I think I've said that to you mm-hmm. before. Um, you know, there's a lot of trepidation to go and really have to deal with the hard hard stuff that you're always trying to cover up and ignore and run away from. And you, you couldn't bear spring water, and you weren't supposed to. On the other hand of this, kind of challenge, there was absolute beauty around you and you were able to experience it fully and that's what it was all about.
0: So um, just to recap the first part of this interview for folks who might have missed it, you would uh, basically meditate for 25 minutes. Uh, sitting and then you would stand up and meditate for seven minutes walking and then you would sit again meditate for 25 minutes uh, and then seven minutes again and just repeating this repeating this
1: yeah but there were breaks in between um, you know and there were certain times and the lovely thing about the spring water approach is if you didn't want to go to one of the time sittings you didn't have to if you were in a um, another type of meditative center you are expected to be at all of those sittings. That's why you're there. At Springwater, you know what, if you wanted to go and experience the woods for a while and not have that sitting and do your own thing out there, you were welcome to do that. So there was a lot of freedom um, there that, that I found for myself allowed me to access even more. Because again, my mind wasn't completely embroiled upon what all the rules were. Though there were a couple. And what as are I was, the rules? Yeah, give us
0: what well, the rules Well, as are. I was
1: saying, and one of my funny kind of anecdotal things that as I was driving home just made me laugh was, you're not allowed to really, or you shouldn't, um, look people straight in the eye you know and of course no greetings to each other funny thing first morning I come skipping down the stairs and the first person I see I say hello to oh (laughs) boy did they want to throw you out and of course then I start laughing which you know was 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 kind of funny so that was humorous to me it was just wow okay so I made it one minute into this (laughs) I'm talking but um you know you weren't to be of making greeting and eye contact with people and the thought process behind that makes sense i mean if people are really truly dealing with what it is they need to deal with there it's an inward journey and so to be you know making eye contact with them and drawing them out again is is deflecting what their purpose is for being there um But what I found at the very end, we had this little celebration and everyone could start to talk. And the wonderful thing about that at 4 o'clock on the Monday was, first of all, all the voices. You know, you've gone through this amazing experience with these people. You've been sitting with them in meditation for hours and hours. You almost feel spiritually bonded somehow, but then you get to hear people's accents and voices. And that was just that was lovely, you know. There was somebody there from Kosovo. I mean, I didn't expect her to have an accent like that, you know. Wow. And it was amazing. Um, we had these wonderful, wonderful talks every day through the facilitator um, Les Schaefer, who's an astrophysicist in his real life. Um, you know, he so he's had. So
0: he's a slouch then, obviously. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he was just such a fascinating individual. And so during a Dharma talk, you are sitting. Um, quietly in meditation while the facilitator or the leader um, is talking, life talk, for about an hour, um, giving their own experiences and what it is that they have um, been challenged with and things. And, you know, you can kind of listen and think along with that. And he was just amazing. And he would talk an awful lot. Another aspect of, um, of a meditative retreat is you also can book time to see the person who's facilitating, if something really um, major comes up for you or you do need to talk it through with someone, you can have little 20-minute sessions with the facilitator and and have that. So he would often talk about... you know, what people were bringing up to him within the private meetings they were having with him. And um, he would, you know, certainly not make it personal that everyone would know who he was talking about. But, you know, through other people struggling or being challenged with different things, he would find these really great, great life stories and things to say. And those were wonderful. I looked forward to them. Um, And what I did find more than anything else that was funny, though, was there were the other two women there Um, There were, I think, 24 four of us there for the weekend but there were these other two women and I know they were new because they were in that initial first meeting with me um, but we couldn't pass each other without making eye contact and smiling or nodding or something and you know it almost felt like you were doing something really naughty but we couldn't stop but do that with right, cause each other. because it's
0: just a polite thing and of course you it being was, Canadian. But,
1: <laughs> well it's funny you mention that because when we could start talking at the very end guess who the other two Canadians were? Oh that And we all laughed. (laughs) The first thing we said to each other once we found out we were Canadian was of course we couldn't pass each other by. As three Canadians there, that was the most challenging thing for the Canadians was to not be able to pass somebody by and give some kind of a greeting, even nonverbal. Then we laughed. Because we all apologized to each other that we did that to each other. Then we laughed some more and said we couldn't (laughs) wait to get across the border and have some Tim Hortons coffee. (laughs) But it was really interesting because even on a spiritual level with these other two women, we all were incredibly aware that we were going to be passing each other and that we were going to break sort of a rule and at least be able to acknowledge each other. And it was amazing. We were the three Canadian people there.
0: I'm on the phone with mindfulness coach Kara Southwood from zenlife285 at gmail.com. Again, zenlife285 at gmail.com. And uh, Kara was invited recently to Harvard to uh, take a mindfulness program there, the KORU Mindfulness Program, with colleagues from around the world. And they were invited to see the science that Harvard has just released using the KORU program. And uh, it's an amazing program. Science uh, now showing that meditating as little as... Uh, as little as 10 minutes a day for 14 days can have really really positive results on your brain this is the other uh, the other side of it meditating for three days three days in silence so carol my last question to you is uh, for folks who would like to check out the Springwater center for meditative inquiry again it's the Springwater center for meditative inquiry.com um, you can certainly check out the link on Uh, on the website here, but uh, how much is the program? That's a
1: great question. Amazingly enough, for the um, three days I was there, three meals a day, home-cooked meals, they were wonderful. Um, we We all had a chore we had to do, but it was like $300 American to go, and I can honestly tell you, when I was staying in Cambridge, in order to attend the Harvard KORU program, um, I spent more a night in a bed and breakfast in Cambridge than I did for three nights at Springwater. So it's incredibly accessible for people to be able to go and give this a try. And all I can say is the Springwater Centre was... I can't... You know, I would love to go to another center to try this somewhere else, but I know I won't. Mm -hmm. I know I will go to Springwater every year, and I just can't think that anything else could be as beautiful and amazing and as wonderful an experience as what I had down there, and I would highly recommend anyone give it a try.
0: And where is Springwater, by the way?
1: Well... You know, I took the road less traveled <laughs> <laughs> out of Toronto. I decided because the Pan in Games and everything were going on, and you know, even though I'm the Zen coach and not a Zen coach, but a mindfulness coach, yeah, I, I don't really like being in traffic so much. So I went Gananoque way. And uh, went down and around. It's in the Finger Lakes area, mm-hmm. and it was just absolutely gorgeous. The drive there and back was was wonderful and, and beautiful to see. And as I say, like once you turned on these other senses, it's an interesting. You mentioned that you know you find now that you've been meditating, you're not listening to the radio, you're enjoying silence much more. And Be honest, I was coming back to Canada, so I was cranking a little bit of rush in my car on the way. (laughs) But you know, I had to. R40, come on, 40 this year, pretty amazing stuff. But anyway, needless to say, that's another track. So, Um, how long did it take to get
0: there then? You left from the east end of Toronto, I did. And so I went the
1: Gananaqua way and then down and around the lake the other way. Um, So, it took a little bit longer, but it was beautiful. And as I say, I mean, other than a little, a few rush tunes here and there. I was more than happy to be driving in silence um, coming home because it was beautiful, and I was appreciative of that and actually really enjoying um, what I was noticing in my brain and also enjoying the fact that I wasn't necessarily attaching to it. It got to a point where when you would notice the thoughts coming across your mind, you would just think to yourself, well, there is a thought, hmm,
0: Wow, that's amazing, because think how often we go down the rabbit hole with a thought All us that leads to another it. thought, to another thought then leads to All panic and do anxiety, it,
1: right? Yes, but to take the time and, and really to be meditating, and I mean, you can do this 10 minutes a day, you don't have to go do the extreme that I did, um, but I was curious to follow that path. I wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to challenge myself more within this practice, um, and to me, going to Spring water and using their philosophy it wasn't wrought with a gazillion rules and regulations and how you could even meditate you could sit in meditation and just let it be the way it was for you at that point in time you didn't have to breathe a certain way you didn't have to you know there there were no rules with it which was lovely um, maybe I'm the meditation rebel I don't know but you know <laughs> That wouldn't surprise me because I was playing Rush quite loud as I pulled out. But anyway, (laughs) I was heading towards my Tim Horton coffee. What can I say? But um, it it was a great experience all around. And it was accessible for a newbie like myself to go into silence for three days and come out of it. Loving it and not being able to wait to go back again. It could have been because of the facilitator as well. He was fantastic. The staff, it was great. I can't say enough about it. I really can't.
0: Okay, so it's the Springwater Center for Meditative Inquiry.com. Kara Southwood, Kara Southwood, Zen Life 285 at gmail.com. Mindfulness Coach Kara Southwood, thanks again for joining me.
1: Thanks, Judy.